0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one, absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back, Guys of a Certain Age, coming at you this week. Cross your AirPods, your Bluetooth device, your speakers. Maybe even a boom box if you're so lucky. Robbie in studio joined with Jay Reed. And we're missing the third stooge. Art is somewhere. <laughs> I guess he'd be curly. Would he be curly? I don't know. It was curly ball. That seems more like me. Oh, maybe. So I guess he would be Mo, because I gotta be Larry. Or maybe I'm Mo. I'm more mo like, I guess. Um You know it, it's been a while since I've watched the So, first so <laughs> the Three Stooges always kind of bothered me because you had I think you're Mo. Yeah, you had curly and you had shimp, you know, and that just really always bothered me. Where would shimp come from? Was shimp before curly? Was curly before shimp? You know? What? Chicken or the egg question. Yeah, it really is, you know. Uh I think a cousin of mine or uncle put up on Facebook that they ordered a chicken and an egg both from Amazon. <laughs> See which got there first. See which gets there first. So that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It was very much part of my uncle's humor my that's on my dad's side of the family where they're known for really really bad jokes kind of like this show oh so, yeah 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 so how's your week been there Jaybo? it's been all right just kind of average nothing much to speak of
1: we're getting kind of winding down towards school starting again
0: uh god willing <laughs> school in the, starts And from... the creek not rising man oh man yeah. i tell you what so we're preparing to move both my Young adult children to their respective
1: schools, and uh, so my garage is a total wreck right now. It probably looks like a warehouse, doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah,
0: like yeah. an Amazon warehouse. I'm yeah, hey, there may be a chicken and an egg in there somewhere. You never know. So, well, we're going to have to carry the show without art here to go to along. I don't know That's if what right. we'll be able to do I've been it. Working out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have. So, um, what you got for Geek of the Week? I'm going to do a little follow up because last week I kind of got
1: caught by surprise, and I uh, Geek of the Week my. uh Newfound knowledge of the Princess Bride home movie that's on Quibi. And also, yeah. somehow it's on YouTube, though I've watched a little of both. And I know you probably don't, you know, not a, not all of our listeners are going to have Quibi. Some are going quibi Who, yeah. And um, even though we talked about it a lot. But the difference that I've seen, I've watched about half of the episodes now. And the difference that I've seen is in the information. You get more information with Quibi, at least from the YouTube channels that I've kind of sure. quickly watched. There may be others that are that are more, but the deal is that Quibi has, if you have your phone upright, yeah. you get just the video. If you turn it the other way... Horizontal. Horizontal. That's the word I was looking for. Or landscape. <laughs> landscape. Yeah, right. Then you see... Um, it tells you who the actor is and who they're playing and who played the original part. Because I didn't realize this when we were even talking about it last week, but... It's almost like Princess Bride by Zoom. It was obviously done during Corona, and it's got like, it starts off with Fred Savage in the bed as an adult. Wow. Chicago Bears jersey, (laughs) all the lines. And then all of a sudden, Adam Sandler comes in as the grandfather. But you can tell he's in a different room. Somebody hands Fred Savage the book, and it's this tiny little baby hand, (laughs) not Adam Sandler. (laughs) And then it starts bouncing back and forth so the kid in the bed becomes josh gad and the grandfather is rob reiner and then oh wow and so every scene is a different actor playing the role and they're in their own home or studio or whatever chris pine plays uh carrie elwis's part and um at one point wesley that's right I know all this I've just or watched the, it all The Dread Pirate Roberts Right So it yeah. goes back and forth With these people And like Jason Segel plays uh, I think it's Fezzik The Andre the Giant part uh, He's he does such a good job uh, There's one scene Where everybody in the scene Is from the office so You got Kevin and Angela And Oscar All talking together all, But they're all in different places Another one, the actor's name, I don't remember. I didn't really know who he was, but he plays all the parts. He plays the Sean Wallace, uh-huh. the Harry the Giant, and the S- Mandy Patinkin part. It's really funny. If you're a fan of Princess Bride, the kind of fan that, like me that can pretty much quote the movie as you watch it. Even though you don't know the names of the I don't the know the names of the actors. No, no yeah. that's not important. Uh, it You'll really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm going to say, now that I have watched some of it, And it's even, you know, I mentioned that the parts were played by different people. You even see the theme music. It's got a little blurb up in the corner that tells you who played or produced or wrote or whatever the music in that scene, but who's playing it now. So they even bring in musicians to do the the music as well. So it's it's really funny.
0: So you can see it on YouTube as well as on Quibi, so you don't have to subscribe to Quibi. You don't have to, but I'm not sure you get all
1: that extra information, Um, and I don't know... I think some of the YouTube channels have like the in, the whole thing in its entirety, uh, versus the different ten minute episodes, or whatever. So it's there. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube.
0: So we should get Art to subscribe to it and that's that'll be the kiss of death for Quibi. No <laughs> kinda like DC Universe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that streaming services. If Art surely subscribes, you need to kick him off and not let him back on because that's the kiss of death for your streaming See, service. See, I'm the other way. I am the keeper of life for Netflix DVD service. I, I think you and some guy in Juneau, Alaska or something, you know, Kokomo, Indiana. Wow. Well, my, my
1: future daughter-in-law told me that they only recently, a few months ago, quit their uh, DVD. They 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 didn't have good internet where they were, so they kept their DVDs yeah. for almost as long as I have, but uh, now they're they've canceled that too, so now there's only two of us
0: left. You know, I think I found a Netflix red DVD mailer the other day. Yeah. Wow! Just wow. I wonder what their their inventory of DVDs like. How many physical copies of DVDs they've got now? Because you know, when a new movie would come out, they would have to buy thousands. You know, if not tens of thousands. I wonder what their their how much of their budget is now dedicated to physical media storage <laughs> well yeah and storage too so but a garage uh, sale that would be when they quit having the service oh, do you uh you remember the columbia house uh record collection oh, i yes. mean the record club bmg columbia house i've i've been so in all of them so i uh we've got friends who live in Terre Haute, indiana and the that's where columbia house is okay is based and uh so you could go to their factory outlet store Oh, you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, I think I bought the entire Billy Joel Best of Collection, the four disc set, the special edition for like you know eighteen dollars or something crazy like that. So cool. Um, you would really have enjoyed it. So. I would have been broke. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Some some good stuff, but some obscure stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Well, I've got a couple of uh, Geeks of the Week, so I'll try to carry art along on on this one. So, a little bit of news. What would have been this last week as we record Comic-Con? Well, actually, right now would have been occurring. Oh, and, that's right. And so, they did a virtual Comic-Con. And some pieces, parts of news has, has come out. And uh, so, Disney has announced they're pu- pushing their slate of Star Wars Avatar movies back one year. So the next star Wars movie was supposed to come out in 2021, December of 2021. Then avatar two is supposed to come out in December of 2022. So they've pushed everything back a year. So we won't get any new star Wars until December of 2022 at the earliest. And then the next James Cameron avatar. And you know, we, We've we've talked a lot about James Cameron because of uh, Blockbuster. But the next Cameron, Avatar, he's not directing, if I remember correctly. I think he's producing. He wrote it. Um, So I don't know that he's directing. I may be completely wrong. So do we know what the next Star Wars movie is supposed to be? No. I mean, there's all kinds of – well, we may. I've seen stuff – just float around there. The, the showrunners of game of Thrones is supposed to do a kind of a, a old Republic type movie that got nixed rain Johnson. I think was going to do another one. Uh, so I, I don't know what's in the hopper hmm. at this point. Um, but it's going to be a non, a non Skywalker related piece. Okay. So, um, I would love to see John Favreau direct So, Mandalorian-ish sort of. Yeah, in the same alone. universe. pro I mean, obviously, the same universe. No, they're going to bring they're going to bring phasers and, and transporters to Star Wars. Um, tricorder. Yeah, tricorder to Star Wars, but yeah, you know. So who who knows? Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. This this we're going to have this this gap in in entertainment. because of coronavirus, because everything's shut down. Uh, I think L.A., Hollywood is slowly ramping up. New York started to allow um, uh, features and TV shows to start recording uh, with certain guidelines a few weeks ago. But the film and TV industry has just been shut down for production-wise. And, you know, editing and special effects and CGI, that's all a relatively solitary, socially Mm distanced endeavor anyway. Um, that's why we'll get the Mandalorian season two on time because it was shot and wrapped before, uh, coronavirus, but you've got to have groups of people to collaborate to shoot. And, um, so it's going to, not everything can be the princess bride home movie. style. No, no. So it's, uh, we're going to have a big gap, um, in, in entertainment and that's going to be interesting to see what fills that gap. So. But that's a that's geek of the week one for me. I've got uh, geek of the week two. Okay. Um. So I talked about we've talked about various streaming services and free channels. Um. There's a uh, a, a channel a uh, content channel called Glued TV G L E W E D TV. Okay. And it's available on Roku. They've got their own their own channel on Roku, and so they had reached out. I forgot where I came in contact with them. Months ago, but they were looking for original content. I said, Hey, we've got this cooking show. Are you interested? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, we sent Making a Chef uh, seasons one and two, which you're in both seasons. Hot dog. And um, no, we didn't do any hot dog episodes, Jay. We did hamburger episodes and brisket and pizza, but so no next, hot dog. Next season. Next season. I'm on it. Yeah, uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, we um, um uh, sent. Season one, two, and then I got an email a couple days ago from their head of acquisition saying, hey, you're live. So I went and bought a Roku because I don't have a Roku. We have a Roku? Yeah. So you add glued TV, G-L-E-W-E-D TV, add the app, go to the cooking. It's either cooking or food. I can't remember. Not
1: L-E-W-D TV.
0: No, glued, (laughs) not lewd, even though there may be some lewd content on there. So we're going to have to put some uh, parental locks on it. But um, um anyway yeah it's you go to the cooking you they've got their their top you know fan uh-huh. favorites and stuff like that you you kind of go left to get a list of all the different genres go to cooking and there's making a chef it's the first thing all right well so, i'll definitely be in that the the video quality looks great it's stuff that we had sent <laughs> off to mississippi public broadcasting and whatnot. Uh-huh. So, it's really kind of cool sweet so I was uh, I was pretty impressed with that so yeah. that's uh that's my second geek of the week and I had a third what was my third going I to be? Well, I kind of have a, a halfway second okay give me a halfway second I'll tell you a, a
1: third this is as we record I think it happened a little over a week ago and it's just part of our nod to TV stars that have passed Kelly Preston passed away um, a week or two ago. Kelly, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Hanks' wife, Jerry Maguire. No, that would be um, Tom Hanks' wife is Rita Wilson.
0: No, uh, who who is she married John to? Travolta. John
1: Travolta. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, John Sorry, Travolta's John. wife. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, she uh, she's not like superhero movie kind of thing like we used to talk about, but definitely part of our. She was in Space Generation. Game. She was in Space, space camp. camp. She okay, was in there Space you go Camp. Okay, Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, throughout our you know our growing up years and, and beyond, she was in a lot of movies and I think passed away from breast cancer she'd yeah. been fighting for a couple of years so she wasn't very old. Said no, no what maybe a couple of years older than than me. So yeah. that puts her right in the center of our uh
0: yep. our demographic That's right. That's right. Well speaking of Tom Cruise I saw that uh, <laughs> I was speaking of Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was speaking of Tom Cruise. This is this is my other geek of the week. This is kind of cool. So Tom Cruise is doing he's when he's done filming Mission Impossible seven and eight, he's going Are you to be for real? There's going to be a 708? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the plan is they're going to try to shoot an actual Tom Cruise movie in outer space. Shoot it in outer space? Shoot it in outer space. I think I read that. Yeah. Is, is Elon Musk involved in this? I, who? He's got to be. You would think he would. But wow. uh, yeah, send Tom Cruise to space to shoot a movie. How, you know, the, the story wow. was always when um, when he shot Top Gun. Of course, all the Top Gun stunts, all that was trained aviators, obviously, and and uh, the story I always heard that the uh, the Air Force sent him up as a passenger in one of those planes and tried to pull off some of the barrel rolls and um, his body did not cooperate very well with uh, <laughs> who knows that may be urban legend at this point so Tom Cruise in space would be a lot of fun to to see so absolutely
1: yeah I, I did I remember reading that that might happen so I mean there's probably no Corona up there maybe maybe it's a good place to film right now
0: yeah yeah maybe so everybody's
1: in a suit so you're
0: not gonna you know. Yeah. <laughs> who
1: needs a mask? You got a space. It it's on.
0: truly social, social distanced. <laughs> um, it's and in a million miles away from the next person. Yeah, really. And that the truth. Uh, and uh, one last thing I'll throw in, I'm packing all this content. I don't, you know, can, I don't have anything to talk about next time. I'll, I'll always have things to talk about. It may not be <laughs> pertinent. I may not remember it, but I'll have something to talk about. Um, you know, in the spirit of, uh, cast reunions, doing things over zoom, um, the, uh, the cast and creators of Scott Pilgrim versus the World did a read-through. And, huh. uh, uh, you know, we've talked about Edgar, Edgar Wright as a favorite director of Mining Arts. Um, you know, he did Shaun of the Dead, which you still haven't seen, and Hot Fuzz, which you still haven't seen. And I saw Hot Fuzz. You saw Hot Fuzz. You still haven't seen Just the shot the right way, according to you. Yeah, and uh, The World's End. Plus, he also um, he directed Baby Driver in a great British sitcom called Spaced. Anyway, they uh, they got together most of the original cast, including Chris Evans, okay. Captain America, oh, and wow. they were and Brandon Roth, who was in complete outfit from the movie, and they did a read through. He's in the the Princess Bride also. Oh, is plays he? the yeah. Wesley one. <laughs> Well, the the read through is just fabulous, and it, it benefits a water charity. So there's there's places where you can you can donate. But if you're a fan of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, I would highly recommend that you Google and, and watch on YouTube the uh, the 10th anniversary cast read through uh, okay. via Zoom.
1: I probably have to go back and watch the movie again. I think I've seen it, but it's been. Yeah, forever.
0: That is one of the movies that I could just pick up and watch over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. It's interesting to see all these all these actors and actresses who weren't nearly as big ten years ago as they are now? Oh yeah, you know, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, and I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, anyway. And the uh, the artist uh, who originated and drew Scott Pilgrim versus the World, while they were doing the read through, he was on. He was doing some original Scott Pilgrim artwork huh. that they were going to auction off for the charity. So it was really Sweet. cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, who needs Art Shirley? Man, that was a, that was a great Geeks of the Week segment. So, but we need you, Art. We yeah, we you. yeah we need you, Art. So, but we'll see if we can hold the momentum when we come back. And we are back after a short break. We're going to talk food, 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 particularly summer foods. Right? That's right. Yeah, this is right up your alley. That's right aisle. down your aisle, if we're talking grocery stores, where you can That's only go clever, down one way. Man. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've kind of not paid attention yeah. to those. Scenarios. Is
0: anybody doing that anymore? I mean, everybody's masked up, so good for them. Right. Um, but uh, I just don't see folks... You know, one of my pet peeves, not to really veer off, is folks with masks, not socially distancing. It's like your mask does you very little good if you're going to get right up in my face. And <laughs> please move back because I can smell your breath through the mask. Get and out it's of my grill great. with your mask. That's right. Speaking of grills. Speaking of grills
1: and other summer foods, Summer food. There's <sighs> summer food in your parking lot right now, right
0: outside the, of the studio. There's a peach truck. There's a peach stand, Chilton County Peaches. The quintessential summer fruit. So when I say summer food what comes to mind you
1: Prime well the first thing I thought of and we'll give Art credit for this topic even though he wasn't here um or knew he wasn't going to be here he knew I could wax on about this forever so <laughs> thank you Art um probably I mean the first thing I thought of was grilling of course but we've kind of talked about grilling so I don't want to dwell on that too much but You know, the weather is nice enough to be outside. There's something to be said for not heating up your kitchen. So, you know, it's it's a good time to grill. Although, it's so hot here in Mississippi, I'd rather heat up the kitchen with the air on than go outside and sit by the grill. Oh, isn't that the truth? So, I don't know if it works here. Yeah. But I think fruits, because you've got peaches, that pretty much come along in the summer only. Well, I mean, you can find them in the grocery store other times, but they're in season in the summer, dead middle of the summer. Strawberries at the beginning of the summer are freshest, and then watermelon. You see watermelon
0: trucks everywhere now. So those probably my top three. And tomatoes, tomato also a fruit. Toma- tomato is the thing. And I didn't say fruit. I said what? What's the? What do you think of? Right, but summer? the other things I mentioned were fruits, so I'm including uh, them in my. Tomatoes are, are probably the top summer thing that I think of are you, know. you are you one that looks forward to that first tomato sandwich of the year I've never had a ta- tomato sandwich in my life and I don't intend to change that so it's not something you like you just think of it as summary or I kind of think it's disgusting <laughs> you know I need a I need a protein on a sandwich I mean just, bacon dude bacon well the, then it's a BLT it's not a tomato sandwich okay well, so a toma- tomato sandwich the tomato is the centerpiece a BLT it, it's it's the bee that's in right. front, that's you know, true. and, and, and thick bacon. That. So, uh, but I do like a caprese salad a lot. So Bonnie yes. will do that quite a bit. So take fresh garden tomatoes, um, salt, pepper, uh, olive oil, a little vinegar, red wine vinegar on top, and then she'll scatter um, pieces of mozzarella throughout. Fresh and, mozzarella, fresh basil, yeah, drizzle of balsamic glaze. Yeah, it's our favorite way. To yeah, do that. you know, and it's uh, you know that that is a typical. I get home from the office and there's a, a plate ready mm, nice. and and uh, that's our yeah you know, the oldest son doesn't care much for it he may pick up the uh, mozzarella cheese <laughs> a little bit but the uh, younger son will eat it and my um, daughter came home from a trip a
1: few weeks ago and says so and so's mother made these caprese salads for us it was like a bruschetta with the tomato and basil and, and all that the mozzarella in little cubes on a, on a little toast. And I'm like, who are you and what did you do with Lauren? Uh, because (laughs) she's starting to eat a lot more than she used to, but Caprese was one of those things. And I I love it. I've done it with green tomatoes on the grill, like marinated in kind of brown sugar and oil and vinegar, and then grill the tomatoes and then add the stuff. I, you know, fried green tomatoes. I mean, I've done all kinds
0: of ways. Boy, I love some fried green tomatoes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's dredge them in cornmeal and uh, pan fry them oh man I, I used my new air fryer the other day to make some i wasn't sure how they would turn out but they turned out pretty good did they yeah
1: i'd used a i don't know if you've seen the dots pretzels around lately it seems to be they seem to be everywhere and then i ran across some dots pretzel rub so it's like crushed these pretzels are amazing and they're crushed pretzels and that's your your instead of your cornmeal you use that
0: and it was really good. I tell you something, we did. And we're just
1: yeah, they're better right. fried, but it was okay.
0: <laughs> so, so we're doing some some work for Savannah Classics, which Ooh, nice. is hush hush puppy king yeah. of the continent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they produce like ninety percent of all hush puppies in America. Come through Savannah Classics, Savannah Foods in Savannah, Tennessee. Oh, there you go. So we've been doing some videos for them, and uh, one of the things that was great, um, we did hush puppy sliders. So you, you deep fry your hush puppies as usual. Now mm-hmm. hush puppies can part baked, right? So they're partially baked. Right. And to get the, the best product, you need to let your hush, pup, hush puppies thaw to room temperature. Okay. Because otherwise, if you're going to cook them all the way through and they're frozen, it's going to, your outside's going to be hard and the inside's right. going to be mushy. So you got to let them get to room temp. Just, you know, bring them out a couple, three hours before they'll, they'll thaw very, very quickly. And, um, and so, you, you fry the hush puppies, then you cut them in half, use those as slider buns. And so, Are they big enough? They must. The ones I'll, I've seen are pretty small. Oh, so. they are small, okay. but, they're, but they're great. So like you, a bite-sized slider. It is. It's phenomenal. It's a great appetizer. So, put uh, some pulled pork, a little barbecue sauce, put it together with a toothpick. Oh, it's great. Did pimento cheese. You have to
1: slice a little off the bottom to make it stand up or you just 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 let it touch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, say pimento cheese. Yeah. Pimento cheese spread on. Oh yeah. So, so get a jalapeno slider fry it cut it in half Uh, put pimento cheese spread on it there's your little slider candied jalapeno would be great i'm not i'm not a big hot stuff fan but a candied jalapeno with that would be good and then uh blts as well then something else he did that was great is they uh they if i remember correctly i went in there when they shot this part uh you basically quarter your your hush puppies before you fry them Uh fry them as pieces and turn them into croutons. Ooh! Oh my goodness, man, that was so good. I think we've mentioned
1: before that we generally record this around lunchtime, and I generally don't eat before I come, <laughs> so I I'm, I'm gonna have to make a stop at the store
0: on the way home. Uh, get some we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if we've got any in the see freezer, in the, freezer. In, the, <laughs> in the studio in there. But That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So I, the hush puppy croutons are phenomenal. And uh, they've got a uh, they've got a sweet corn hush puppy that's great. Uh, They've got a jalapeno and just a regular hush puppy. They're all it's a great great product, and we're not getting a dime from Savannah Classics. We just like them. Yeah, yeah. I like the corn ones particularly of their. But you, you, so you quarter that, or you get eight eighth it, you know, because you're doing it half and half, mm-hmm. and then you uh, you deep fry that puppy and uses a crouton on a wedge salad with a little blue cheese dressing. Oh my gosh! Oh man! My oh spirit. man! Nice. It uh, phenomenal. Well, see, this one thing I thought about in
1: preparation—I can't say <laughs> preparation for this episode—is. There's certain things that I'd like to do every year, and with a peach, I want to eat it over the sink, with uh, uh sure. you know, and drip down the arm. But like with, um, with my tomato sandwich, what I did my first tomato sandwich of the season, uh, tomato I got at the market that morning, I had a tallow bun from Proof, Whew. left leftover from the Fourth of July. How'd and you how'd you like those buns? They're good. They're very good. They're very good. And I had I had put this one on the griddle. Yeah, But it, it, we ended up having too many, so I just kind of put it in the freezer, saved it. So when it came out, it was already griddled and ready to go. Ooh, so that nice. was my bread, which is a you know veering off the tradition of just plain old white bread for your tomato sandwich. Sure. And then I have been enjoying the Duke's um, Alabama white sauce uh, um, yeah, this summer, too. And so I used that instead of mayo. With my tomato and my tallow bun. And it was a delicious sandwich, I guess got to tell you.
0: So, you should hit Dukes up on Twitter to become a Dukes ambassador. Because they're giving out t-shirts left and right. Well, hot dog, I will. Yeah, no. It, you don't put mayo on a hot dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> I keep saying hot dog. Oh, Dukes, please don't hold that against us. Uh, the uh, Belk Bowl is I now... I put mayo on a hot dog. Oh, really? You're oh, yeah. kind of disgusting. Uh, the, the Belk Bowl is no longer the Belk Bowl. It's the Dukes Bowl. So, Duke's really? Mayo is is sponsoring the, what was the Belk Bowl? And that in, is in Birmingham. No, direction. it's in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you need nice. to. I need to hit them up for you, sure. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're a food columnist. You're yeah. quasi-influential in <laughs> some places, maybe. Maybe you can get a a, a Duke's Mayo t-shirt from them. I'm going I'm to try that this weekend. The other thing, you talked about grilling. Um,
1: my mom had some fresh corn somebody had given her the other day, and thankfully they had already shucked it and taken all the silk off. It was just corn. She's like, I need to do something with this. What can we do? One of my favorite things to do with fresh corn is to grill it and then make Mexican street corn out of it. So you, you get the char, yeah. and then you slather it with like a mix of mayo and sour cream or something like that. Roll it in cotija cheese, which is kind of the Mexican Parmesan equivalent. And then you can squeeze lime, little chili powder stuff. Well, we didn't have all the Mexican stuff. So we still had the mayo and the sour cream, made a little that on. put Parmesan on it, and then Italian seasoning and uh, just salt and pepper. So I kind of made an Italian version of Mexican street corn. It was good. Do you grill
0: it, then add that, or do you add that, then grill it? You grill it first. Okay. Then then, you add the... Then you
1: add all the fun stuff. Got you. And
0: if you Google this, I had a, a coworker the other day, I was telling her about
1: it, and she said, yeah, isn't it pink and blue? I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? So we she Googled it and showed me, and people have gone and taken, like, the crema or whatever that you use and, and colored it with food coloring. So you've got all this unicorn street corn with pink and blue, and all, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, it is a delicious. I have never uh, had
0: Mexican street corn. It. You are, we need to do that. Yeah. Next time we're out at the cabin, we'll do that. You know, we should just do a, an afternoon of food and podcast recording is what we should do out the cabin. Just maybe your little task cam thing will help us do that. Yeah, that's right. I've got a little task (laughs) cam going. This is pretty portable too. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We could go. So, um, what about potato salad? Are you a potato salad person? You know, I, I like a sour cream based potato salad and that's about the extent uh, I used to think potato salad was just horrible. Same thing with chicken salad. And I'm not the biggest chicken salad fan in the world, but i warmed up to it a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, there's a German potato salad yes. that's kind of nice that I like. But I like the German version.
1: But I, I Potatoes was, are year-round, yeah. but picnic equals potato salad, sure. and picnic is summer. I did a few years back, way, way, way back, uh, watching Diners, Drivings, and Dives, and he did this thing at Ted Peter's Smoked Fish in St. Petersburg. At the time, I was living, sort of living in uh, around Daytona, and my dad came over, and they were just visiting us. And we decided that we were going to make a make a road trip. So we drove from where we were living near Daytona to arrive at Ted Peters Smokefish in St. Petersburg, on the other side of the, yeah. of the peninsula. Uh, to have in the smokefish, it's smoke mullet. I'm not that big into that kind of stuff, um, into the smoke mullet, but. What intrigued me, what drove me across the state of Florida, was this German potato salad. Yeah, because when you watch that, have you seen the episode? I may have, but I'm sure now. You got I, I'm you know this is we're a decade away from when I went this went to this place, so I'm hoping he still does it this way. But I watched it on DDD, triple D, whatever you call it. Yeah, and he takes this enormous amount of bacon and cooks the bacon all together, but does not. Uh, get rid of the bacon grease. So he doesn't drain it. He doesn't drain it. He takes the warm potatoes that have cut and Uh boiled or whatever and dumps the whole thing, bacon grease and all, and the bacon over the potatoes, and that bacon grease just soaks
0: into the warm potato, and man... That's the way to do potato salad. I bet it is, man. You're making me a little hungry for potato salad. So, yeah. Well, we got we need a picnic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what about desserts? What's uh, what's your go-to summer dessert? Homemade ice cream, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Mark has has developed. He's he does a great homemade ice cream, and his secret ingredient he puts a little Jack Daniels in it. I think you've mentioned that before, and it's really good. I don't care for Jack Daniels, and uh, but it just adds a little. Um, complement to that flavor uh-huh. so it, it's sweet but it's not overly sweet and it's it's a really really good product so um that's that's interesting and then yeah, you know. because my mother listens to this i will not be putting any jack daniels in the ice cream that she eats i just need to put that out there as a disc- if Claimor. I pay, you, if I pay you a rest twenty bucks, you think you can make it happen? And then, well, not,
1: get, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. then you
0: can, then you got to record it. We're you talking about say. money, but that's that's something different. <laughs> yeah, that's money over over mom. So, right. so
1: we can bring in another southern food on this. My, I mean, a, a summer food. This is something my mom does. i mentioned mentioned in my column before. Um, I think she got it from her mom. She'll take like a pea, uh, pie crust mm-hmm. and just lay it out flat, cut it, cut it into strips, and then bake it blind. Just just the, crust and then so that'll be like your base in the bowl and then you put homemade vanilla ice cream on top of that and then fresh strawberries cut sweetened strawberries on top of that and you kind of get because the pie crust is a little bit savory you sure know, not completely yeah. and then the're really really and then the ice cream and the fruit you get all these textures and flavors and color even and it's, it's a really nice little.
0: Do you remember the uh, the Shoney's strawberry pie? Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of a generational theme. I, I kind when of I think of from- Shoney's, I think of strawberry pie. Yeah, hot fudge cake. The hot fudge cake was phenomenal, and the breakfast buffet. That's
1: right. That's right. That's that's my. You don't Shownies think a big boy? One. Well, I think a big boy, but I'm you know I'm hungry. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you know that they're. Changing, maybe not changing big boy, but they're putting I forget the girl's name. They're getting a new mascot. Oh, are they? That's a girl.
0: Um, and did have we had the conversation about the whole big boy restaurants and Shoney's and how they that big so. there was a big boy restaurant chain mm-hmm. and the guy who started Shoney's and I'm probably butchering this entire thing, but the guy Shoney's licensed big boy as a promotional item uh, for Shoney's. So that's why big boy became a Shoney's piece, but big boy originated with big boy restaurants, which were like in the Midwest or somewhere. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. We have
1: Shoney's here and that was like a, a big family thing. My dad had this deal, one of these, um, what's the terminology when you go and eat and then send in a report and they give you a secret shopper, secret shopper, he had a secret shopper deal with, uh, Captain D's and Shoney's were owned by the same people. And so we would regularly go to those places cause it was a free meal. Oh yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I mean, we,
0: we got to know them pretty well. We did secret shopping for, uh, the grill, the eat with us group here for okay. a while. So, and it was the type of thing that they would pay. They wouldn't pay your whole meal, but you had to do X, Y, and Z and do a report within 24 hours, submit right. it. And, um, they would they would credit half the meal back or something.
1: I was going to sign up for that, but I thought it might be kind of weird for me to be writing about restaurants in town and also (laughs) (laughs) doing that. So I But
0: They don't know it's you though. I mean the restaurant, it's all anonymous. So sign me up then. There you go. What about watermelon? Do you, are you a watermelon guy? No, I'm not. I got sick as a kid off watermelon. I loved it so much. I got sick and I don't know that I've had watermelon in the past 40 years. That's too bad. I haven't had a really, really
1: good one this year. We've had some good from the store, actually, which kind of surprised me, but uh, they do pre-cut in a little rectangle things that were really good, but I found a yellow one the other day. I love my yellow watermelon. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was okay, but it just wasn't sweet enough for me, but I've discovered this new to me spice, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's T-A-J-I-N. I think it's tajin. Um, it's a chili lime kind of oh. spice mix. You see it in the produce section. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. So Bonnie puts that on mangoes. Mangoes is excellent. There actually yeah. is a, a popsicle that or a fruit pop that yeah. has that already on the mango pop. It comes with the tahini. It's got a chicken on the on the label, right, or it something. Might, yeah, it might so. like
0: a red rooster or something. Yeah, red rooster is what it is. So yeah. I've I, I started putting sprinkling that on my mediocre yellow watermelon, and it really added a lot to it. So when Bonnie and Mark were in LA for MasterChef Junior, that was a common street food or appetizer that she just really really mm-hmm. liked and so she's she's done it since. I think she's gotten the spice off Amazon I and mean, you can get it here down. Kroger, oh yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, You
1: could even get little there's at the I think one of our Local big box stores, you can buy like a six-pack of tiny bottles of this. So you can like put it in your pocket or put it in your purse
0: and wow. carry it around with you. Boy, that's that's going that's a the lo- devoted. That's going a little too far. Just a little too far. But you have to have your tahine in your pocket. Oh, man. So, you know, there's guys selling watermelons right across the street, too. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I need to.
1: I, I'm just not a good watermelon picker. Yeah. You know, they say, thump it, sounds hollow, it's good, blah, 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 but. It may be good, but it may not be sweet, you know. So yeah. I'm
0: I'm just pretty bad at, at choosing. I've just never been a, for a long time a watermelon fan. So. Well it
1: needs to be really cold. Yeah. And it
0: needs to be sweet. And if it's not,
1: then you know, you gotta put I've put salt on watermelon, that's okay. Um now the teen and and probably a squeeze of lime would be good. Yeah. But um if it's
0: not sweet, I just it goes bad. I don't I don't do it. My go-to dessert to make in the summer with fresh peaches, kind of bring it full circle as we wrap up here, you, you, you don't necessarily even have to peel the peaches. You can quarter them, mm-hmm. lay them out in a, in a, in a cake pan, and uh, then get a yellow cake mix and spread the yellow cake mix on top. This is just with halved peaches or, or they're cut? Yeah, they're cut. Okay, I mean, okay. they're cut. I mean, you quartered them, gotcha. you know, and you can leave the skin on them. And um, then you 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 do a yellow cake mix on top. Mm-hmm. Then you get butter and melt a stick of butter mm-hmm. and drizzle on top. Bake it for about 25, 30 minutes. It's a peach crisp, essentially. Yes, sir. And it's really, really good. That's, kind of a dump cake Yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah that's my, my go-to for a, for a summer dessert. And it's, it's quite good. Quite we, good. We, we buy a lot of peaches and cut them
1: and put them in the freezer. And then Lauren will make a smoothie. Or we – I love peaches. We have We've had peach ice cream – twice in the last like two or three weeks uh that my dad and mom have made and it's it's great i mean it's just and it gets better i've I've discovered this particular recipe uh after it's been in the freezer a few days it seems to get sweeter and just way better Kind of oh and i did i've done a couple things with that so i right now in in my life we've kind of taken a pause but for a while we were making friendship bread you know the kind that you have to you get a starter, and yeah. you do certain things for 10 days, and then you bake. Well, Melissa was just baking like crazy, all kinds of varieties and everything. So we were at my mom's with the first batch of peach ice cream, and I took a couple of pieces of friendship bread yeah. and toasted it. Ooh. Use that as my base with the ice cream on top. I bet you that was good. It was nice. And then last week, my dad—my dad actually— yesterday turned 80 so we had a big yeah a big small party because of you know what yeah
0: <laughs> last weekend my brother and, was here and your dad shares a birthday with our with art Shirley. with Art Shirley surely yes. surely you yes. that's right I, I feel like we rediscovered that every year i think so
1: <laughs> yeah i think you're right but we we're i was talking to my nieces and we we're trying to figure out you know what daddy wanted the peach again so we knew we were going to have peaches his party and, but I wanted some, you know, I like chunks and swirls. I like some texture. You know, chunks my, and swirls. The right. Jay
0: Reed story. That's, man, that's a good book title. <laughs> there, Chunky and Swirly. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Curly Mo Chunky Swirly. <laughs>
1: anyway, oh. I, I, we were thinking, well, how could we take the peach that daddy wants and still have some crunch? Well, daddy also likes Oreos. So there's always a bag of Oreos around. Yeah. We actually gave him, turned 80, we gave him 80 Oreos. Eighty Snickers, eighty ounces of ice cream, which is five pints, and we had a lot of fun with that. Wow. Wow. Is he diabetic? No. No, not yet,
0: yet, but he's about to (laughs) be.
1: But he had some golden Oreos, and so I crunched up the golden Oreos in the peach homemade ice cream, and that was
0: also delicious. So it's like a cookies and cream sort Uh of. Even though as if you recall from an episode, 40 50 episodes back they're not oreo cookies and, and cookies and cream they're hydrox. hydrox i remember you telling me that i was uh, shocked you were shocked i was hydrox you were hydrox okay on that note <laughs> we're gonna leave behind uh summer food and i'm sure we'll probably come back to it if we i mean jay and i can talk food all day long without art here so why does that tell you mm, we're hungry we're hungry the <laughs> we want to thank everybody for joining us and until next time stay safe